I am Ethan Dia. In the fall of 2021, after two years of isolation and remote learning due to the pandemic, I was excited to return to high school in my junior year. However, I struggled through AP Physics for the first six weeks. I felt very alone and disoriented. Eventually, it was by talking to my friends and family that I made the decision to switch to regular physics. After the switch, I fell in love with what I learned, and I could not have done so if it was not with the help of others. So this sparked an idea in my mind to create a podcast by talking to people in my life and sharing their stories so that I help others. And they also realize that they're not alone and that we'll be okay. It's a great feeling to have someone you can always talk to and provide guidance for you any time of the day. So on this episode, Miss Burns, my high school counselor, shares her life story on how she became a counselor and why she has time for each and every student any time of the day. Miss Burns has a compelling mindset that makes students such as myself comfortable and confident in whatever we do. She continues to help and push others to be the best. It is the teachers and mentors like her that help our generation venture into the world and inspire us to do the same for others. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm here with my school counselor, Miss Burns. How are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. Good. Um, so where did you grow up? I grew up in California, mm -hmm. mostly Northern California and Central California. So it was a very different feel than Southern California. The joke when I was in college is that someone said, well, where are you thinking about grad school in different areas? And I said, well, anything except L.A. Really? So I, I swore I would never live in Los Angeles, so never say never <laughs> because I've been here for over 20 years. Uh, but I was in uh, Sacramento, and then I was in Salinas, California, which is the lettuce capital of the mm. world. That's um, cool. And it was a very different, different experience. We had, um, things were much more uh, ethnically and racially charged there. And I went to a school that was, by today's standards, not considered safe. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't have the kind of advantages that El Segundo students have. Uh, so why do you vow never to come to Los Angeles? I had only been here, and you got to think about my age and the gen generations. Mm -hmm. I'd only been here back in the 70s, mm -hmm. and me, no, not even in the early 80s, 70s. And there, then you could see the air. <laughs> I mean, you literally could see the air you were breathing. Yeah. Uh, and I'd get headaches every time we came down here, and my had family that lived in the valley. And so I didn't know that El Segundo or Redondo Beach or any of those places even really existed. So I didn't mm -hmm. understand that L.A. wasn't just the eastern LA. side of L.A. Got it. Yeah. And you said Salinas, where you grew up, was a lot different. Um, how would you, or why would you say that? Um, I went to a school where we had police on campus all the time for um, sometimes race riots, sometimes um, skirmishes. Um, the school that I was supposed to attend, this was actually a better school, believe it or not, than <laughs> the one I was supposed to attend out of middle school because they had had a stabbing um, the first stabbing uh, the fall before I was supposed to start. And so my parents kind of moved across town a little bit. And Jeez. there were three three schools in town. And it was um, this was the middle of the road on mm -hmm. that one. Um, yeah. So it was a very different feel. You said that was middle school or high school? Middle school and high school. Middle school was actually scarier than high school. So when you went to high school, do you think like more people were, I guess, mature? Or was it just, um, what was the difference? Uh, I would say it's socioeconomic and also the agricultural world in which I was growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of, um, well, actually, it's not that different from today. It just looks different mm. as far as people being concerned about borders and immigration and things like that. I was living in an area where that was a hot topic. 
Got it. Cesar Chavez was in my area at the time that uh, I was growing up there. Hmm. Okay. Um, so where'd you go to college then after high school? So I had initially, I was born in Northern California near Sacramento. And so when I looked for colleges, I was accepted to Oregon State and Sacramento State. Mm -hmm. And I went up to Oregon, really liked it, but it just felt far away. So I still wanted to stay in California. So I went to Sacramento State. Mm -hmm. And did you like that a lot better than middle school and high school? Oh, it was night and day. Yeah, it was, um, it was a neat experience to realize that a lot of different cultures and a lot of different people and, and places mm-hmm. from different places all over the world could come together for an education and it, there was no animosity. Mm-hmm. It was a very um, exciting time and a great time to meet a lot of different folks. That's nice. What do you major in uh, Sacramento? Um, I went to Sacramento State because I was going to be a lawyer. Uh, and I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer from the time that I was 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So they have a great political science program. They have a great admissions into um, the law school near there. And then also I was going to have internships at the state capitol. Wow. Uh, when I got up there and, and finished my first semester of classes, I realized that it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. It was a lot of writing, a lot of research, and it wasn't my thing. So mm-hmm. I started hunting around for a major. <laughs> took a bunch of different classes. Right. What major did you end up choosing? Uh, I fell into my major, actually. Mm. Um, I I was a humanities major for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I was a philosophy major for a while. And then I... So I had lots of different... Ma- history major. Yeah. And then when I was going into junior year, they said, you have to pick a major. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And I looked at my transcript, and I had the most units in psychology. So, you so chose. I chose psychology. That's cool. <laughs> um and then you stuck with that all the way after senior year or till senior year. I did. I graduated with an undergraduate in psychology with a specialization in, in uh, child psychology, mm-hmm. child and adolescent. And then I worked in a group home for a while and realized that if I didn't have a master's in this degree, if I wanted to stay in this field, I needed to have a, a graduate program. Mm-hmm. So I went into my graduate program. Where'd you go? Sacramento. Oh, nice. Yeah, I stayed there. Mm-hmm. Took about a year, year and a half off and worked and saved up and then went to my master's program there at Cal State SAC. So after you got your master's degree, um, did you go straight to schools, El Segundo, or did you move around a bit? No, uh, I worked in Sacramento for a short time for mm-hmm. one of the larger school districts in the state, San Juan Unified. Then I got a job um, at Stockton Unified School District. Mm-hmm. And that was a very different experience as well. It wasn't that unfamiliar with my own upbringing because mm-hmm. Stockton has its own police department yeah. and things for its, its school district because it needs to have that. We had lockdowns for firearms and things like that while I was there. Mm. I was an elementary school counselor there. Wow. So I did fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you make the transition to high school, like counseling high school or middle school? Yeah, I did. I went from elementary to middle to uh-huh. high. Um, so I worked in Stockton, and then I had a job in Carmel Unified School District. Oh, and Carmel. at the time, yeah. Clint Eastwood was a mayor. Nice. Um, it was a fun, it was, it was a very different experience. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I became engaged, mm-hmm. and my to-be husband got a job working in the Central Valley near Fresno, and so I started working at Kingsburg High after that. That's in Fresno? Yeah, uh, Kingsburg is south of Fresno, about okay. 40 minutes south of Fresno. Cool. Um, and then... How long were you there? Or when did you come to El Segundo, I guess? So um, I, we moved to El Segundo in fall of 99. Mm-hmm. And my husband took a job here for the city. And I substitute taught here in El Segundo Unified School District. Actually, mostly at elementary again, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun. Yeah. And then the counselor who had this job mm-hmm. 23 years ago now, 
had her third child mm-hmm. and decided not to come back. And so I came in as a sub in January of 2000 and just didn't leave. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of jump to jump back um, when you first started counseling, how would you compare counseling like uh, elementary school, middle school, and high school? Like what are the differences? One of the main differences is seeing a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. When you're in elementary, you're working towards helping a student stay in the room, be attentive, be able to learn, and you've got to get whatever's going on with them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, for little kids, if you think back to being a little kid, the things that were in the way are not the same things that are in the way when you're a teenager, right? right. So for a lot of kids, there were some emotional things or there were learning concerns or they get frustrated and not know how to show their anger. And so I got to do a lot of groups. I did a Marvelous Me group for self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I did a Banana Splits group. And at the end, we really did have Banana Splits uh, for anyone that had parents separating or uh, loss in their family, that sort of thing, or living with grandparents. Mm-hmm. A lot of group work, a lot of individual work, and classroom conflict management kind of things. Yeah. And then middle school. Middle school is its own little thing. It mm-hmm. really wasn't my jam. <laughs> I just have to admit it. Yeah. I did it. Uh, I, loved, I loved the eighth graders. I the seventh graders are awesome. Just uh, a lot of squirrely, a lot yeah. of a lot of moving around there. Yeah. Um, and then in high school, you get to actually see everything that everybody else is working towards. You have to just hope that your kids in elementary school go on and be okay. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily know. And El Segundo is really unique that way. Many of our teachers at the elementary school get to see them at graduation. Yeah. That's not true for the other districts I've worked at. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I'm guessing you like El Segundo more for counseling. Well, my life is here. My daughter came all the way through from kindergarten through high school here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is just a fantastic place to be. It is it is probably the best district I've worked for as far as uh, the students and and the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's also been just very different because we've been through so much stuff historically in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, So I think... I mean, don't tell any other counselors this. I think you're the best counselor because you always have, like, time for every student coming into your room and talking about for however however long it actually is. Um, where do you get that passion to, like, literally help everyone and not leave one out? That's a great question. I, I, um, I've always wanted to be someone that the next generations could uh, use as a resource or mm-hmm. support but I would say that my personal experience has definitely made me the counselor I am today. Mm-hmm. And that that shift happened in the early 2000s when uh, my son became ill. And in April of 2005, he passed away. Oh. Sorry and for your loss. Thank you. Um, uh, it was a very rare blood disorder. And that's a whole life story on its own. Mm-hmm. But what it's done for me is I really cherish every minute more. And I understand that every student on this campus is here for a reason and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I want to make sure that they are heard and they're seen and that they understand that that purpose is important. Mm-hmm. And I, it's amazing. because I don't get to see my son graduate. He would have graduated last June. Oh. And I don't get to see that. So I want to see every student here, mm-hmm. you know, walk across the stage and have that experience. So the next topic, I think in our day and age, we have social media. A lot of students have social media. Yeah. As a parent and a counselor, how would you describe the pros and cons of social media for high schoolers? Yeah, if we look at humanity as a whole, Mm -hmm. there isn't anything that we've invented that we haven't found a good and a bad use for. Mm 
Mm-hmm. If you, right? I mean, yeah. it's, there's actually great use for some pieces of nuclear power or uh, atoms and things like that. But we found a way to turn it into a bomb. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's there's great uses for television, different things, and media. This kind of media right now, mm. right, is fantastic. We found a way to make that negative yeah. <laughs> in other areas. So, in my own home with my own daughter uh, and my, I have two grown foster kids too, and I'm a foster mm-hmm. grandma. Um, with those folks, it's about hitting the delete button. Mm-hmm. When it's not good for you, take it off your phone, delete it, move on, move on. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there and you don't see it, it's not a problem. For our students, you're really navigating some choppy waters. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, so. you know, I hope that you understand that your value and your worth does not come from this external place. It needs to come from somewhere else because that's not where it's at. Mm-hmm. It is not on Snapchat or Instagram or, you know, whatever the latest TikTok is. Yeah. It's just not. That's good. Yeah, I think a lot of people in our generation are sometimes too like attached to that and sometimes get tangled in that. What is one piece of advice, if you could give it to every senior applying to colleges right now, what's one piece of advice you'd give, the most important piece? Well, I have trouble with just one little tiny piece, but my first mm-hmm. comment would be a little cliche, and that really truly is to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it, take a breath and relax. It, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a little bit stressful, but it's mostly fun. Everyone is going to find their spot, and it doesn't have to be a name brand. And the hierarchy that we place on this school being better than that school or that school being more important or prestigious than another school, it's societal crap. It's mm-hmm. a false con- it's a false construction. Um, it's It's like saying, you know, we all know that, diamonds are super valuable according to some parts of our society, but we know that there's piles and piles of them somewhere. We're just not handing them out very quickly. Right. It's not that different. Education, there's lots and lots of places to get an education, but there are not as many seats as we have students that are able to uh, take those seats, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would want students to understand that they're going to find their place, they're going to be where they need to be, and the road might not look exactly how they thought it was supposed to look. Because mm-hmm. what's supposed to mean? Yeah. Makes we don't sense. know. We don't know. When you were applying to colleges, did you kind of learn this lesson or were you just going with the flow kind of? It was so completely different because when I was going to college, mm-hmm. less than a third of the high school students at that time actually went to college. Oh, yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. now it's the other way around. Yeah. Two thirds to 75 percent of students now are college bound. And that 25% are not necessarily, or they're going to go to community college, or they're going to go to the military, or they're going to work first, or you know, mm-hmm. have some training, some other kind of training. Yeah. When it was the other way around when I was growing up, mm-hmm. so I it was easy for me to get into college. Yeah, I, it, it was ridiculous. I took the SAT because I had to. No one really cared what the score was. I had over a 3.5 GPA, and that was good enough to go. Hmm. Times I had one AP. One what, what AP was that? AP Comp, because it was the only one that my school offered. That's cool. We have 19, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, 19 is a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to my show today. It was a pleasure talking to you Um, and hope to have you back soon. Well, it was a pleasure. Thanks for this honor. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. That wraps it up for today on the We'll Be Okay podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something from today's guest. Remember, be strong, be patient, and we'll be okay. 
If you liked the episode or think you can help someone, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you for tuning in and see you in the next episode.